0: Hello, Jane. Hey, Isa.
1: <laughs> Where are the teens? Under the bleacher. We live at 16. We're hanging under the
0: bleacher. Hello, Jane. Hey, Isa. This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens.
2: This week, a movie called beastly <laughs> um first jane you had a story about some cool teens you encountered. some cool local teens you encountered. this is
0: embarrassing but okay. there's a there's a basketball court that's right by my house and unfortunately the dirt around the basketball court has become the poop zone for my dog oh <laughs> as in it's just his spot and it's very like nice to be able to go somewhere and like know that's gonna happen. If you're a dog owner, you know what I mean. Um and all as the weather gets nicer, all the cool teens are like coming out of hibernation and they're all playing basketball. Yeah, and and now I'm like I feel kind of like the old lady, even though I'm wearing Adidas track <laughs> pants. Um and Converse. I feel like the old lady with her dog that just like goes and poops in front of them. <laughs> and like I just feel really extremely what? uncool. <laughs>
2: You're not choosing to have the dog poop there. So you're not like disgruntled, like making him do it. Right.
0: But I am, honestly, <laughs> I am considering like finding a new have route they, because I'm embarrassed. Have they
2: said anything to you? No, they haven't said anything no. to you. No. I we, had there, a, yeah.
0: there was what? one guy, not a teen, but he, he said, That's a big ass dog. <laughs> that was exciting.
2: Uh Jane does have a big ass dog. He's very broad. Um <laughs> I have I have another cool teen encounter as well that I felt embarrassed about, which is that the other day I was feeling very stressed out and I went on a bike ride and I thought that a teen could hear me like biking up behind them. They were also on a bike and the teen did not hear me in fact and just turned and came and like I collided with him slightly everyone was fine like i quickly like got on my feet and then like just just you know got back on my bike but he was really concerned and i heard him because i was, he was tying to his friend he was so concerned that i had damaged his rims and he wanted to make me pay for them <gasps> and i was like excuse me this is a bicycle like <laughs> Do you get like custom rims on a bicycle? But I guess you do. But I I didn't know how it resolved because I just biked away as quickly as I
0: could. Jumped on the bike. I,
2: I was not brave enough, um, and uh, you know I I I was just worried something would happen. Although maybe it would be a better story. Um, anyway, uh, um, we don't have we don't have any cool teens that we know in our neighborhood, but. I am really excited for you to introduce our guest, Jane, because uh, me and my family, we've known her since she was a very cool teen, and before that, even. All right. Isabel
0: Yap writes fiction about girls, monsters, and millennials. Her debut short story collection, Never Have I Ever, was recently published by Small Beer Press.
1: Is that correct? It is Small Beer, (laughs) yeah.
0: Okay. Hi, Isa.
1: Hi, Isa. <laughs> Hi. hello. Another Isa. Yes. yes. yes.
2: <laughs> we actually oh, were like Yester- yesterday. I said, "Jane, how are you going to do this if there's two Isa's?" <laughs> and you were like, you, ha- "You, were like, I haven't thought about it."
1: <laughs> I'm going to yeah. go
0: co-host for e- for Isa F.
1: <laughs> Isa F. When um, I was in <laughs> high school, I was called Isa Yap, like people would just say it because it's three syllables anyway, mm. or or Yappy, so <gasps> I had a lot of nicknames in high school. Yappy yeah.
2: is really cute. Yeah, they did that at my school too, because there was another Isa, and I was Isa Fran, which is funny. Um, mm. yeah. My last name is Francisco, um, which I don't, I don't like that much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the name Fran that much, but um, Isa, we like to ask every guest that comes on the show, what type of teen were you? Um,
1: I, I, I have been listening to the podcast, so I knew this question was coming (laughs) and I was like, hmm, how, how, how accurate or downing is it to, to be, to know the answer? I, I think I was definitely like a nerd teen, um, because I was like honor student and class officer frequently and, also, I was into anime and video games, <laughs> so I was, like, many flavors of nerd teen. Um, I think my school kind of knew me as, like, the writer girl. Like, they would my, – my school would send me on essay competitions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so I would, like, represent us for various things that were just, like, you have to write an essay in a limited amount of time. But the one – I think the one thing that represents um, how people at school thought of me was – one time a girl told me, I was so afraid to curse around you in high school. <gasps> so she, yeah, she thought that I was like, I don't know, very like pure or like, Aww. I just didn't like curse words. Um, and I curse, <laughs> I curse kind of a lot in, in, in every day.
2: <laughs> but like she was afraid that like she would offend you or that you would get mad at her.
1: She was just like you had this aura where I didn't want to say bad words around you. Angelic
2: aura, mm. pure aura.
1: <laughs> and I was like that's so weird cuz I cinnamon roll
2: aura. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but the funny thing was yesterday at work at stand up, um we were talking about a project and I I was like I really don't want to do that cuz I did that in my first job and it was the fucking worst and my coworker was like, "Oh my god, it was so bad cuz Isabel said the f-word." <laughs> And I was like, "Do people still think this of me?" Oh. <laughs> Slightly triggered.
2: You're yeah. very, you're very smiley and have a cinnamon roll aura, but also because I have this in common with you, we are both fan fiction teens. So mm-hmm. like, if like you grew up reading fan fiction in like middle school and high school, you would know that like it's not it's you are not a pure teen <laughs> there's yeah a lot of, there's a lot of sex in the fan fiction universe that like I tell Jane about constantly <laughs> that's she that has sent me some true. even
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was actually before we were starting recorded uh recording we were talking about Teen Wolf and Issa sent me a very explicit fan fiction <laughs> in which Styles <laughs> was basically passed around between every cast member of that oh. show oh, shocking God. it was shocking
2: I was was like, are you sarcastic? Because that's exactly the type of fan fiction I knew I would find about the character styles from Mm -hmm. Teen Wolf. So I was like, it was not shocking at all to me when I found it.
0: You're experienced with it though. I I wasn't, so it was was a lot.
1: It's interesting to me because I am a fanfic teen and I think sometimes people are like, well, fanfic's just about sex. And I'm like, it's not, like there's many flavors of it, but so much of the really good fanfic Do have really good sex scenes? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. So, so there is an overlap, but (laughs) (laughs)
2: um, and like when I was when I was like that age, I wouldn't go pick up like a book of erotica from the bookstore, but I would read Mm -hmm. like erotic fan fiction. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, um, speaking of you know questionable (laughs) fictional property (laughs) in which like people are supposed to be attracted to each other, I guess this this movie is fan fiction in a way. It's a retelling of um, Beauty and the Beast. And I wanted to ask you two if you had heard about it or like watched it before this.
1: No, I didn't. I had definitely heard about it. Like I'd seen the trailer before. Um, I really like fairy tales and fairy tale retellings. Uh, But I remember watching the trailer (laughs) and being like, "This, (laughs) this looks so bad um but I feel like around when it came out I had seen the trailer but was always just like maybe someday just because I like fairy tales yeah Mm.
0: James. yeah I hadn't seen it but I but I also remembered the image the sort of poster of it with the guy with whatever his messed up (laughs) face and the beautiful
1: brunette Uh, like that
0: stayed with me so whenever it came out it must have had an impact but I have not seen it before this week
2: I think I maybe saw it on a plane once but I'm not I'm not sure (laughs) I literally am not sure if I like fabricated what I saw or if I really remembered it but I did I did dig up some stuff about you know what inspired this (laughs) movie which now I feel bad about because like one of the reasons I suggested this to Issa was like you Issa you write really well about like fairy tale inspired fiction or just like fantasy and like fantasy and reality like contemporary stuff mixing so I was like Mm -hmm. this would be fun to see and it (laughs) it was really the 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 flip side of what happens when people try to do that (laughs) um but the director who also wrote the screenplay said he was inspired by say anything which is kind of interesting because I don't okay I don't really see anything but he said there was this kind of rawness and visceral qualities of these years, like being 18 or 19, and I wanted that to translate into this film as well. Mm-hmm. Um, questionable. Hmm. But some t- a tidbit that I found interesting was that the film's release had to be delayed multiple times. This came out in 2011. And the reason was there was a movie which starred Zac Efron called Charlie St. Cloud.
0: Yes. on <laughs> so the we've list? been
2: we've been trying to make our producer Charlie watch with us. Hmm. But at the time Vanessa Hudgens and Zach Efron were dating and CBS Films was worried, according to their quotation, that it would if the if both of them came out at the same time, it would cause a real dilemma to fans of their relationship. I'm not what? sure what that means. <laughs> we oh.
0: I don't understand.
2: Uh, maybe because she's with a different guy
1: in this movie mm. well and so they're like oh no if they see her kissing this guy alex Pettifer.
2: <laughs> they don't want to like mess up the fandoms
1: mm. the dream well it they was real want-
2: though they were actually dating yeah i guess yeah. they were like it is really cool that after high school musical they're really dating and we'll let the 12-year-olds like live with that for a little while longer <laughs> don't break any hearts. Uh, but but I was going to wow. also ask, do you all remember anything about Alex Pettyfer because in Manila he was like a little popular, right?
1: I feel he- like he yeah yeah well so I remembered his name I was like definitely Alex Pettifer is a name that I have spoken and heard before (laughs) and I think he was he did the Alex Ryder movies which I've never seen but my sister really liked those books so I never read them but I we had all of them and I remember reading like the opening of Stormbreaker so I remember that Alex Pettifer played Alex Ryder and then when I was looking him up after the movie, I was like, "Oh, he was the guy in Magic Mike." <laughs> yes, he was Magic Mike guy. That's the last thing
2: I saw him in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he also I dug up this tidbit. He dug up this tidbit. I read the Wikipedia. Um, he chose <laughs> to be an Alex Ryder. He had a choice to be an Alex Ryder or the movie adaptation of Aragon. And then mm. um, he said, he said he like one one source said like oh he chose like the Alex Rider series because it's going to be filmed in the UK and it's like close to home for him but he also it was also in that interview that he had a fear of flying and i was oh. like but he doesn't actually fly on a dragon in Air-icon. but do they mean do they mean flying on an airplane like to go elsewhere oh. to film but it, but the way that mm. it was quoted was like he chose <laughs> <laughs> he had a fear of flying, so he didn't want to be an Eric. We,
0: we all have 10 to 15 big fears, so <laughs> I'm glad that we know one of his.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I was also, I totally thought that the guy in Divergent was Alex Pettyfer, and he's not.
0: He's, I have a quick question. Is Alex? James. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is yeah. Alex Ryder <laughs> written by Alan
2: Horowitz? Anthony Horowitz. Anthony Horowitz. Anthony,
0: oops. Okay, I just read, I just finished one of his books. He is, Annoyingly good at like cozy mysteries. Like it's it's frustrating.
2: Cozy mystery, like a book that you just want to read in one sitting oh, while oh, drinking okay. tea. <laughs> I thought um, that was like a subgenre of mystery. Like, like it is. It is. It is a subgenre. Okay. 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 Did I
0: get it right? <laughs> like
2: did I describe I it correctly? It's like the.
1: Uh, I don't know if this is a real world, but like Missus Marple, like you know, like plucky people solving crimes. It's like there is a murder, but it's not so in- tense it's like cozy yeah the, it's like a small town
2: yeah, yeah. yeah yes exactly that you vibe. Yeah. know these people okay okay I'm learning but I'm sorry
0: learning. Alex Pettifer <laughs> I yeah. didn't know him at all and I don't want to know more about him <laughs> <laughs> but you can share if so if you, if you know, no I don't remember <laughs> anything
2: other than like people would say his name I agree I agree that like People just like said his name, but we can, cool we can jump right in because it starts it starts with him. So we can jump right in. OK.
0: Yeah. Kyle is a hot, rich high schooler who, who runs to be president of the Green Committee purely for the purpose of putting it on his resume. He is mean to Kendra, a goth girl with cool makeup, saying that she's an ugly slut. He also meets (laughs) Lindy, a sensitive and smart girl who is running to be the Green Committee's treasurer and saving up to go to Machu Picchu. (laughs) At home, Kyle is racist towards his housekeeper Zola, whose children live in Jamaica, and told that looks matter above all else by his news anchor father. When Kyle asks Kendra out as a joke, she turns him into a tattooed scarred beast, giving him one year to make someone fall in love with him
1: or he will stay like that. Forever, 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 forever. Um, one, one, one note that I had, I did take notes after watching the movie, not during, was that Alex Pettinger spends a lot of this movie shirtless, <laughs> sometimes mm. for, for no reason. Um, and it opens with him working out, being shirtless. And then they had these like billboards of hot people who were like naked or naked adjacent. Um, and I was like, cool, cool. They're really hammering home this, like, he's a very superficial dude thing with all of this, like, flesh imagery. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, all the pale flesh on display in this movie. This movie is not <laughs>
1: subtle at all.
2: I mean, what a- <laughs> Jane, Jane, what do you think about Alex Pettifer's very long torsoed body? <laughs> I
0: don't, I don't find him attractive at all. And I mean, like, I'm okay with his long torso. I personally have a long torso, but. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he he really doesn't do it for me at all in in any part of this movie
2: he's very model-esque which I think is yeah. how he got into acting so it is like they're very much trying to make him the the new teen boy shirtless and I think at this time like a lot of teen movies were competing for like competing with Twilight and stuff for, like, best mm. shirtless scenes. Mm. But, like, this does not... To me, this does not compare to, like, the Jacob shirtless scene, which, like, I haven't even watched that installment of the Twilight series, but I know what that scene looks like. So... But this character... They couldn't make it is, work.
0: This character sucks. Like, he's such a dick <laughs> the whole time. Um, And so, like, why would I, like, want to see someone who's such an asshole uh, shirtless? Also... His speech when he's running for the green committee to me it worked as a satire like <laughs> yeah. it, like it did like it just oh, this movie they say everything exactly as they want it to like th- there's no yes. um, subtlety at all so so like when he's talking about with his dad his dad is just like people like people who look good and then he's like oh, well the last time we really spoke was sophomore year like it's just so blatant and. <laughs> oh right off the bat really bad
2: um what did we think what did we think isa what did you think about mary kate olsen's like witch look translated into contemporary times
1: um i mean honestly one of my one of the movie saving graces for me was her fashion totally. like in the end when well that's in the end let's let's save that for the end but i was just like whoa, well, her fashion's cool and then you know, her... She wasn't ugly. She just had a lot of, like, eye makeup and had, like, a, a, a tasteful face tattoo. <laughs> um
2: no, yeah. She know? looks like a high-fashion model. Like, she looks like she's on a runway constantly in this movie. Um. So I, I didn't understand, like, all the shitting on her because I was like, she's serving the most interesting outfits in the movie. Jane, what did you think?
0: Okay, I... Really liked Mary Kate Olsen in this, and I have a very long history with the Olsen twins, which um, I'll save for an upcoming movie. But it was really cool seeing her play an actual character instead of just kind of, um, I guess, herself or like a a generic person. And she's not terrible. I do love the way she looks. I think it's cool. It's obviously it's confusing. One of the issues of this movie is it's confusing that he calls her ugly because she doesn't look ugly she doesn't look ugly she looks very cool <laughs> um but yeah i would say I'll, she was my favorite person
2: this is also jane this is her final role after mm-hmm. this she retired from acting yeah. i was like wow <laughs> no i i agree she looked she looked good um i also noticed that his girlfriend is the girl from 50 shades of gray dakota johnson did you all oh, notice that oh
0: wait is she blonde
2: Uh, she's, she's, I don't remember now.
0: (laughs) Because I saw that Dakota Johnson was in this on the Wikipedia and then I like blacked out and didn't notice her. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I had to
2: like look for her and be like, who is, where is she?
1: Yeah, Um,
2: same. Yeah. And then we get Vanessa Hudgens who like... (laughs) <laughs> in her first scene delivers a line read like she has marbles in her mouth <laughs> like she just <laughs> who, like from the start I was like wow open your mouth girl <laughs>
1: <laughs> I could not understand what anyone was saying in this movie I had to like I I stuck it out for 20 minutes then I had to watch it with subtitles cuz I was like I don't know if they're mumbling I don't know if I just don't understand how people from 20 11 speak anymore but i could not understand any of them
2: they were not opening their (laughs) mouths something that i wrote is like the dialogue is kind of campy and stylized like gossip girl but the actors are taking it 100 percent seriously and like kind of not playing it for like comedic or like self-aware laughs at all so like that's what makes it really hard to watch (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> they're being, like, 100% serious about it. But I was listening to the dialogue and being like, this could be on, like, a funny, like, Blair Waldorf part of Gossip Girl. That's why Blair Waldorf is, like, fun to watch, because she's, like, mm. shitty, but the actor's, like, being a little funny with it. Um. Anyway, I had a I had a question for you all, because he just, like, shits on people's looks all the time. And I was going to say, when was the last time, like, somebody, like, guy or girl, I guess, just openly, like, Talked about someone's looks this way for you. Like in a very like immature, like mean way. Um, hmm. just cause like that's I feel not... like I make fun of the way people look, <laughs> but not like this. But not like in a bitchy, like I'm talking behind someone's back and I'm calling them ugly, like personally.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm.
2: Like somebody that you knew, cause like I thought about I-, I can give an example. Like I when I was in college in freshman year when like we were all trying to figure out who we we're going to be friends with and stuff there were like mm. there's like this this these two people that like i was kind of hanging out with a lot and then kind of decided that i it just wasn't going to be they, they were not going to be my college friends and one of the things that did it was like after um thanksgiving break we were sitting in the dining hall the three of us and like this other girl walked in and the guy the guy i'm thinking of like opened his mouth and was like like, wow, like, she really, like, got thunder thighs over Thanksgiving, <gasps> and I was like, are you for real? like, this is so, like, this is, like, out of a movie, <laughs> like, first of yeah. all, you cannot gain weight over Thanksgiving, <laughs> like, it just doesn't happen that quickly, but also, like, it was so, sort of, like, almost comically, like, shallow, that I was like, this is not real, and then I wasn't really friends with them anymore. <laughs> Good for you. That was I one of the clarify. things that
0: i want to clarify me saying i make fun of people i feel like when i mostly make fun of people is my job i talk to a lot of people that i never see but then i can like look up their staff photos and i'm not like making fun of them for like being ugly no, 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 but i am no. yeah, yeah i am being like oh my god this is the dude i'm talking to and he is like a flat haircut
2: um yeah, but yeah. you know, like somebody like <laughs> completely unself-aware like that, just saying completely seriously to me, like, don't you guys agree? Like her thighs have grown over Thanksgiving break. That's awful. And I was like, no, I do that's, remember. First of all, that's impossible. But anyway, what Jane? Will I remember
0: kids, this isn't. This is sort of like that. um, It's in the slut shaming realm, ooh, which ooh. I, I you know, I never really h- have hung out with people who like aggressively did that. But I was at a party once, and I was talking to this guy, and this girl walked in, and he said. Put on some clothes, Ma. Like <laughs> quietly enough that only I could hear.
1: Ma? And yeah, that's an interesting. That changes he
0: was white, the tenor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's so. Int-
2: that is interesting. A real c-
0: asshole. He did have Ayn Rand in his bedroom. Oh,
2: hell Why yeah. Why do I know that?
0: I'm too ashamed to say.
2: <laughs> mm. Issa, any, any traumatic memories? Um, I try to think I the first
1: thing that came to mind is just that since you're Filipino you know this Filipinos are just super judgmental especially about <laughs> weight um, oh. and, and it's widely known like a standard greeting for family is to be like mm. oh you gained weight or oh you <gasps> lost weight um, you know oh. they specifically are like oh yeah. to your face right and you're like oh hello you know yeah. what yeah, can you totally. say to that Um, so I hear that constantly not I mean not not necessarily directed at me but like you know mentioned about other people Um, Mm. and it's it's not necessarily just our parents' generation. Like I hear people my age say that too <laughs> about oh, other that people. Sucks. Yeah, I was gonna say I'd only yeah. heard older
2: people say it, but yeah, that sucks. One of the biggest L's I've ever taken in my life was that um, my mom one time in the Philippines introduced me to this old lady who had sometimes helped babysit her as a child. So like this lady was super old, and like she was um, she had uh, such bad cataracts that she was almost completely blind. And the old lady just, like, reached out and, like, held my hand and, like, held my wrist and then, like, kind of turned to my mom, like, blind, but she turned to my mom and she, like, was holding my wrist and she was like, Mm, she's so chubby in know. <gasps> I was like one of the biggest L's I've ever taken in my life but wait but, but it was so your funny your wrists are so small <laughs> but it was so funny that like I couldn't I I, I literally laughed out loud because I like didn't know what to say <laughs> and she was just this like super sweet extremely old like she must have been in her late 90s wow like, oh, I couldn't be that mad at her but <laughs> she was just holding my arm anyway um But that that was is what the movie made me think of, because I was like, now I feel like, you know, people are a little more self-aware that they're at least not supposed to call people fat or like not supposed to call people ugly. I don't know. Or like, not to their faces, you know, I think in uh, maybe we'll. Gets slayed for
1: this, but like the SJW awareness <laughs> world, yeah. <laughs> for sure. yeah, like you just can't be like, ooh, fugly girl, you know. I mean, it's interesting <laughs> you can to me with your
2: friends. I feel like, but people try not to do it publicly anymore. You're right.
1: Yeah, and this did. This was something interesting to me about the movie. It did feel like, like it was. From eleven or twelve years ago, and I was like, this was the kind of content that I was watching when I was an actual teen. It, totally. It really brought back that feeling and the music, and then the way they looked and dressed. I, I was like, whoa, teen movie. Yeah. From from teen times. You know what we should talk
0: about is what he looks like when he is turned into a beast.
1: Hell yeah! Oh my <laughs> god. Lisa, so,
0: what did you think about this?
1: I like it's in the trailer, right? And I remember people being like, "Well, what does she turn him into?" She gives him a super cool, like, changeable tattoo on his arm, (laughs) which I I found was super rad. I was like, "Cool magic, you know, that shows the seasons." Yeah, Um, he, he gets. He gets scars and he's he, he loses his hair. <laughs> um there was some something in his scars. Like I don't know if you guys noticed there was like filling. I wasn't sure if it was hmm. supposed to be like a piercing or something, but there was something like shiny in two of his scar things. Um and he has like a weird I don't again, I don't know if it's a piercing, but like a tree thing on his head. Yeah. And I I mean So my brother passed by as I was watching this, (laughs) and my brother was like, oh, he looks like um, Deadpool from the Wolverine movies, (laughs) and I was like, what? And Googled it, Um, and it was accurate, so I was like, oh, interesting, but I I just, yeah, I wasn't sure what to make of it. He, you know, he's not turned into a beast. Right. Everyone around him is like, oh, you're so ugly, and he's like, I'm in a living hell, but... It's just not gruesome. It's just, like, weird. He just
2: looks very intense. And, like, I also was like, if you could have a tattoo of a tree that changed with the seasons, everybody in Brooklyn would have
0: it. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) On various parts of their body,
0: (laughs) Jane. My thought is that there are communities where he would fit in great. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't be an outcast from society if he was stuck like this forever. I mean, there are not even that, like, communities that would have him um, and would think he's yeah. cool.
2: This movie is anti-tattoo which I resented a bit because I got my first tattoo fairly recently and like I feel mm. like they're anti-tattoo because he and the witch have tattoos that look fine and again I agree with Jane like they look like a very specific aesthetic um, yeah. but I think that they do a lot of interesting makeup with the, the ones that look like scars and I think Issa, mm-hmm. the, like, shiny thing you saw were supposed to be a little bit, like, surgical staples or something, like, mm-hmm. like how, how sometimes wounds have to have, like, metal in them. But yeah. sometimes when we would get close-ups of him, it looked just, like, a little too much, like, makeup. Like, it looked a little bit like when people do, like, cake frosting art. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I wish they hadn't closed up too much on him. But I did want to read, I wanted to read what Alex Pettyfer <laughs> said about what he looked like. Ooh, So apparently after his makeup transformation, the first time they put all the makeup on him, he said, it really affected me because as soon as it was complete and then I shaved my head, it kind of put me in this weird place. The same place Kyle is in after his transformation, which really helped me with the role a lot. (laughs) Mm. I can I can imagine. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I can imagine feeling uglier with a shaved head, but I will say that whatever he was feeling didn't translate to the screen, so
2: Vanessa it was all Hudgens- for naught. Not- Vanessa Hudgens also said she described his look as crazy and said that it moved her in a really weird and peculiar way. Oh, my God. <laughs> one, one just quick thought I'm
1: having. Um, it actually the movie came out later but i was like kind of like mad max lost boys except in mad yeah. max it's the aesthetic right um he would and totally here, fit in yeah but clearly the movie is not meant for you to take it as cool you know mm. so
2: yeah i didn't uh but but anyway the show must go on <laughs> 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 you want to move okay. on <laughs> When Kyle's dad finds out
0: what happened, he stashes Kyle in a new apartment, basically abandoning, abandoning him. Zola the housekeeper and Will, a blind tutor, also move in. Five months later, Kyle, unrecognizable as his old self, goes to a costume party and hears his friends talking about how happy, now that he is gone. He runs upon, <laughs> why did I write that? He runs into Lindy, <laughs> who acts as poetic about romance and longhand letters and how Kyle was actually a good person inside. Back at his apartment, Kyle tells Will that he's surprised to find out that everybody didn't like him, even though he was hot.
1: Oh, boy. Um, one, one quick thought I'm having, too, as I'm looking at this part of the summary is the, the old tech. So, like, the old texting and the old Facebook really took me back, too. Um, and, you know, when he's texting with his dad, like, where are you? I was just like, whoa, old texting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Were these Blackberries?
1: They I looked think, like yeah, black they were bears. Very specific.
0: And then there was a moment in the movie where he, like, essentially scrolls through Instagram before deleting it, but it was, like, a prototype of MySpace or something like that. And mm-hmm. he's scrolling through pics of his old hot self, and he deletes it.
2: It was also a flashback to – there was a time in Facebook where the way that you would put a Facebook status up was, like, "Isa mm-hmm. is dot, 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 and, like, oh yes choose, like, a verb. And that was, like, the format where he scrolled through his classmates' I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot about it. It was a cute, it was a cute little time capsule.
1: <laughs> what did you guys think about the Tudor?
0: Well, first of all, Neil Patrick it was shocking Harris. to see Neil Patrick. Was I was like, shocking. oh my God, he's, he's in just like random shit. Um, I think it, I think it makes oh. sense in, in the way that like I've read, I've read a really good book about someone who's turned invisible. And then the only mm. person that he can confide in is someone who's blind and, like, mm. I get how that can make sense, and, like, there's a weird romance around it. Mm. But here, it, it, the the tutor, like, doesn't really, t- I mean, like, he doesn't tutor him. He just hangs out yeah, and, they like, don't, gives him they some advice. They don't advice. do any
2: school at any point. I get that they were trying <laughs> to recreate, like, Mrs. Potts and Lumiere, and, like, that's oh. why there had to be, there had to be two of them, oh. and they had to kind of be, like, a mom figure and, like, a you know, candlestick figure. <laughs> but oh. I I got. I think one line made me really mad, and it was that I think he, he said, like, chicks dig blind guys, which is whatever. Eh, okay joke. But then then um, Alex Pettifer is like, well, too bad they don't dig ugly guys. And Neil Patrick Harris just goes, how do you know? <laughs> just, I just could not, I could not take it. I yelled, I stomped my feet, I didn't like it. Uh, it's probably a good time to say
0: that like ugly people get laid like (laughs) plenty of ugly people are in relationships are very happy have lots of sex fall in love so uh, you're wrong Kyle (sighs)
1: um yeah
2: what did you Um, think Issa
1: I just as a character i wasn't really sure what his purpose was he wasn't kind i didn't find the tutor kind he oh, wasn't yeah, particularly right. smart um his 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 wise sayings were like what you said right they were, were <laughs> just like what am i supposed to take away from that um and he was kind of mean sometimes you know like he yeah. had this weird sort of like i look good um you know, I like to still look good even if I'm blind. But it seemed kind of superficial. Like, like the, the, the movie wasn't sure what message they were trying to get across with him. Um, so I was very confused. And I think it's one of the other, like, the movie's doing something very heavy-handed by being like, blind shooter cannot see his true heart yeah. thing um Mm. similarly when he went to the party and then his friends were just like musing aloud about him (laughs) as he was there (laughs) i guess because they heard him speak but it was just like so as you as you said earlier jane blatant
2: (laughs) yeah i do actually like dakota dakota johnson's character here because like the first scene you get of her is like her absolutely yelling at him because he didn't get an orchid for this corsage and he got a rose instead and then like when you see her at the party she's like yeah like i just really i felt like i had to be like really on and like really mean all the time and like she she kind of says it like she's not acting like i just i i just like related to her in that moment where i was like you you're kind of cool i like you But also, I agree that it's ridiculous that they were just sitting on stairs looking forward and musing about him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, also (sighs) ridiculous is that Lindy is always alone. Whenever Mm. he runs into Lindy, Mm. she's just, like, popping around. And I was wondering if, like, maybe she's a ghost. Um, (laughs) There were some other issues that I had. Was the plan to keep Kyle in this apartment forever? Are people... Does everyone, like, accept... That he was turned this way by a witch, like there's no discussion of that, <laughs> and like I feel like that would be my first question. And then um, there's a, a theme of this is that like underneath it all, Kyle is a good person, but I mm-hmm. didn't find anything redeemable about him no. ever.
1: Never. I, um, <laughs> no, not like Lindy, know. Lindy comments on it, right? Like so, yes. he runs into Lindy at this party, and Lindy's like, you know, they're talking about this guy who's gone now and like I don't know he was kind of a shitty person on the outside but on the inside and then she like mumbles
2: and yes, I was like I what is she? oh my what god what is she mumbling so I literally couldn't understand what she was saying so I was waiting for you to tell like I literally don't know what she was saying because she kept she said
1: he was like a shot of life
2: oh and I god. was like
1: what does that mean and like Ugh. why did she like him
2: was yeah, it because no he was reason. hot? It seems like maybe she was just attracted to him, which is fine, but then they should have just said that. There's also, like, obviously, like, I was really, like, uncomfy with, like, the the Zola, the Jamaican so immigrant housekeeper who, like, I am sure, like, they just directed her to like do like a fake patois grammar that was really uncomfy this actress (laughs) is actually like she's a big deal now she was in house of cards for a while she's from long Mm. island and she also coincidentally is married to like a really cool historian of like african-american history and radical social (laughs) movements in black america so it's like this weird like yeah i like googled her and i was like whoa she's married to him too like oh but i i i am sure I I'm happy that she collected a paycheck on this movie but I was I felt bad cuz they they did not I mean they did that all the time in 2010 and pre-2010 they just like yeah whew, it it was uncomfy but I guess she was supposed to be Mrs. Potts.
0: Yeah. I actually am not familiar with Beauty and the Beast so what? none of I <laughs> oh. know yeah, yeah, yeah Jane, none of Jane grew up without Disney
2: movies yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, none of that oh. translated to me so I truly was just like Okay, there's a housekeeper and a blind dude hanging out in this house. Whatever. <laughs> it makes slightly more sense when yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about and it. Yeah, I think the
2: that detail context. that like she has kids is because like Mrs. Potts has a kid teacup. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so oh,
1: Okay. It's like next level fanfic. The, mm. the one thing I'll say, also super uncomfortable with the character, but they To further the whole, like, I don't even understand what people see in him or his true good heart. There was a scene when she was like, he was like, what can I give her? And he (laughs) she told him, like, be nice like the man I know you to be. And I was like, he
2: was so racist (laughs) to you. Yeah, he's like awful to her in like the first few scenes of the movie. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Okay, we can keep going. (laughs) yeah
0: uh kyle is essentially stalking lindy which will celebrates by hitting golf balls off the roof during one of kyle's stalking sessions lindy's father is held at gunpoint by drug dealers kyle swoops in to save lindy but one drug dealer is killed and the other promises to come after lindy and kill her to keep her safe lindy's father makes her move in with kyle who is calling himself hunter and keeping his appearance (laughs) hidden Lindy is upset, yeah. and Kyle tries to win her over with purses and jewelry, but she's not into it, and Zola <laughs> explains that Lindy can't be bought. When Kyle gets Lindy her favorite candy, their relationship starts to improve.
1: <laughs> this is really crazy. I, I do find this movie just crazy. Um, what did you guys think about the the drug dealer encounter? <laughs>
2: Um, is her dad supposed to be Latinx? <laughs> I think like, he. I, I think he might be, because the actor is like a French Canadian white guy. Because <laughs> this oh. movie, this movie filmed in Montreal. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs>
2: then, then something, something. Int- okay, this is what happens. Okay, this is what happens in the drug dealer encounter. Mm-hmm. A guy pushes Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens, down the stairs, which I was kind of scared about. Because like, if you push someone down a fire escape, like that's, ugh, it's kind of scary. Yeah. But she straight up just like passes out, seemingly unhurt, but just faints. So then she misses Alex Pettifer jumping from one platform of the fire escape to another like Batman. Like suddenly, <laughs> suddenly he's just got superhuman like agility. And then he picks her up and like runs to her apartment. And then mm-hmm. um and then when he goes back and talks, like the the evil drug dealer is like your daughter for my brother and then skips up the fire escape like it's West Side story. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the whole sequence was like very entertaining to me, but also like I was stressed out because everything was crazy.
0: <sighs> what did you think of it, other Isa? <laughs> he
2: got
1: he got like he yeah, I was like, did he become a vampire? Like, why yeah, is yeah. he suddenly superhuman super speed? So two things I noticed in the scene. One is when he's, like, laying her down in, I guess, the foyer of her apartment, he, he like, puts a book under her head. Oh, <laughs> and kind of, he, he, he kind of, like, <laughs> yeah. So it's, like, gentle, I guess. And he tucks her scarf around her. Like, I guess that scene is supposed to show you that, like, although he's been stalking her all this time, he's a good guy because he's, like, gentle with her. Oh, my God. Um, but I also did not understand the transaction with the dad because... The dad shot the the brother. Like, the, uh, the dad actually does kill a guy. And so yeah. Hunter blackmails the, the, the dad, which was in the original Beauty and the Beast, right? Like, yeah. Beast blackmails the dad into bringing Belle to him but mm-hmm. in this one he like took a photo of the dead body took a photo of the dad and then was <laughs> like i'm gonna blackmail you because you killed a dude unless you give me your daughter yeah, so that i can good. keep her safe so he like twisted into this keeping her safe narrative but then the dad says but that's so twisted and he <laughs> says but so is killing a man
2: <laughs> and i was like oh my god this movie is insane <laughs> Yeah, I, I forgot. I totally blacked out that part because it was truly upsetting. I mean, it is truly terrifying upsetting. when he's, like, walking to the bodega and, like, watching her through the window. Like, now I'm terrified that I'm going to look up from buying, like, seltzers and, like, see in the window, like, Alex Pettifer. Jane, Jane, what are your thoughts?
0: Well, I was wondering if this is a good time for me to go on my rant about Vanessa Hudgens. Okay, okay. <laughs> do it, do it. okay. I hate <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens. Um, she is actually my ideal beauty. Like when I think of beauty, I think of her. Oh wow! Unfortunately, I, didn't know that. I think she's incredibly untalented. I think her voice is really annoying, and it really upsets me because she gets to be in all of these cool musical roles that she is not qualified for, and that any person in the chorus of a Broadway show would be more qualified for. She has been in Rent like live on cal in Mm. california she's she was in uh the rent live actual the fox thing she was in greece live live. she gets to do so much cool stuff she's not good (sighs) and she's terrible in this
2: movie she's particularly bad in this movie like some of her (laughs) lines i was like truly like i've seen high school theater like way better than her and it was it was really upsetting because i don't High school musical, I think, shields her a little from having to do any real acting because it's for kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this just <laughs> could not help her. Um, I have a question. Okay.
0: <laughs> what gifts would an ugly person have to bring you to get you out of your room in this insane scenario? <laughs>
1: uh, good coffee comes to Mm. mind or like if or if they had good taste in books i would totally be like ooh, Mm.
2: (laughs) yeah which is more like the beauty and the beast movie itself like they they bond over books mine would be candy just like vanessa i knew jane was gonna roast me because he brings a sleeve he brings a sleeve of box candy i have to look that up yeah and i i totally like one birthday because usually for our birthdays nate and i give each other like kind of more like heartfelt gift and like a kind of silly gift um and one birthday he just like got like an amazon box of like the runts candy
1: (laughs) runts yeah i love runs oh wow that is super sweet it's weird what do you Um, like you like
0: orange the orange ones and banana are those your favorite yeah okay just uh, just to clarify, I'm so hungry right now that, like, the only thing I can think of is them bringing me, like, a big fig of mac and cheese. But I'm sure there's, Ooh. like, a, a better option. But I'm just got food on the brain. <laughs> yeah,
2: I guess if they cooked good meals and, like, brought that to your door and it was, like, interesting meals, like, that could be cool. Um, her phone call to her friend while she's trapped is possibly the worst acting I've ever seen on a screen in my entire life. Like, <laughs> where she's, like, pretending to talk on the phone. I Yeah, the... I if there's a if there's a scene that I could show someone to show what Jane's point is <laughs> that like Vanessa Hudgens is like unqualified like that's what I would show anyway. Um, I have a thought about Vanessa
1: Hudgens and then I have a thought about Machu Picchu trip. Oh, <laughs> which yeah, is, yeah, The Vanessa Hudgens thought is um, it's interesting that you said she's your ideal beauty because I did think that as I was watching this I was like she is very pretty. She's so pretty. And yeah. And, like, yeah, like her makeup is good. Um, And almost like, you know, if I wanted a like POC Belle, which they're kind of, that's her role in this, right? Like, she is so pretty, you know, like just a look, has a princessy look almost. Um, And I, like, don't really have deep Vanessa Hudgens thoughts, except that (laughs) High School Musical was the thing in my high school for like a full year like everyone would just break out into song and (laughs) sing sing the songs and like everyone knew the lyrics everyone knew the songs and you know like Gabriela Montez was um, people just like love Vanessa Hudgens because she was half Filipino and (laughs) and because she was like this mega star because of High School Musical Um, but she does I mean I don't like her voice like we got a lot of amusement singing in her breathy Gabriella way (laughs) in high school so you know I'm like well she's she just looks great but yeah
2: (laughs) she also Um, like this is a tidbit I just happen to know about her is that whenever the cast was like interviewed like Zac Efron would be like I really believe in Vanessa she has such a great voice and like she's really serious about her singing and it drives me insane to think about that but like he said I that, heard that and too that she, yeah i remember that being like something mm. i heard for years and it's just like burned into my mind she's just interested
0: Oof. in theater and really serious about it and like maybe she's an okay dancer i'm not sure she got to host on a maybe she's so you think you can high dance
2: musical but like she's, she's just not
0: the level that any other person who maybe isn't as beautiful or didn't get her start in disney would would have to be yeah yeah
2: okay. We can move I,
1: on. Oh, I okay. could chalk it up to personal taste, though. Like, I'm sure. like, maybe some people like this type yeah. of voice quality. It's very distinct. Um,
2: I didn't mind when she tried to have a pop career. I thought that was almost like I would mind that less than theater. Because, like, definitely. you know, then it's just like, then it's just Selena like, Gomez. <laughs> just produce it. Yeah, yeah. Like, just make it fun. Like, that's fine. Yeah,
1: true. Um, Machu Picchu, which, you oh, know, ties yes, into the rest to talk of this. about that. She she is not a kind-hearted Belle either. She is obsessed with going to Machu Picchu. She Ugh. was really mean to her dad when he dropped her off. Like, I was just thinking the whole thing with Belle's sacrifice is that she chooses to go to the Beast to protect yeah. her dad. And in mm. this one, the reason why she's ranting to her friend is because I don't think the dad explained it well, but she's like, I can take care of myself. I'm not afraid of the drug dealers killing me. And I really want to go to Machu Picchu.
2: (laughs) Yeah, she, I don't, okay, is the Machu Picchu trip, like, an elective class trip? Like, what's happening there? Like, I don't understand where the trip came from. If it's just her and her buddy. I was wondering about that, too,
0: because, like, (laughs) okay, you go to Machu Picchu for, what, five hours? And then you have to go somewhere else (laughs) and she only says Machu Picchu it's like if I was like I'm gonna go to the Eiffel Tower like okay but what else are you gonna do
2: yeah Jane something something insane about this movie that like I still think about today is that I'm jumping the gun but at the end of the movie they're in the school and over the PA system the person says the bus to Machu Picchu is leaving (laughs) and I was like They're going straight there. there. (laughs) It's also number one. It's like saying like the bus to the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Like it's not not taking them to the airport. And then the other (laughs) thing is that they're like it's leaving now. Like it's not it's not like last call for the bus. They're like right now as I'm speaking, it's going. (laughs) So I just that's just been like reverberating in my head for this whole you know 48 hours since I watched this movie um anyway next scene next section all right okay there's a montage
0: there's a montage of kyle building a greenhouse lindy and kyle dub a korean tv show and have lots of laughs Mm -hmm. finally we get a kyle face reveal and lindy says she's quote seen worse kyle brings lindy to his greenhouse and she lets out a lot of happy breathy sighs for class, the first class, they do. They read a Frank <laughs> O'Hara love poem, and there are sparks, but Kyle is nervous about the spell. He begs Kendra for more time and asks her to at least help Zola be re- reunited with her kids and to give Will his sight back, which he promises to do if he succeeds.
1: Um, the greenhouse was clearly supposed to be a stand-in for, like, Beast's library, like, oh. something he can build that would just delight Belle. Mm-hmm. Um and here's where again I was like, I'm not sure what they're trying to do with Kyle's character because he kinda is like bad at building, you know, he's like dropping the timbers <laughs> or whatever. And I was like, are they trying to make him endearing? Like is that yeah. his true self? Is like a clumsy boy who like is just trying to build something by hand to impress a girl? Um Yeah. That's, yeah, do that's people my like initial thought.
2: Watching like a hot guy like dropping shit. <laughs> it, is, it is funny that they watch a K-drama because it's kind of interesting that Filipino teens were into Alex Pettyfer and Vanessa Hudgens and also K-dramas. I was like, this is we-. like, it just felt like a little too on the nose for me. I was like, did they know that like Filipino <laughs> kids would really like this?
1: That was <sighs> such a bizarre bonding moment, though. I'm curious, Jane, what you thought of the Korean dubbing scene.
0: I thought it was like the most honest and genuine moment of the whole movie which is why it felt weird i was like that's something people would actually like to do and like actually have fun doing and like feel chemistry with each other and i was like that doesn't
2: belong here yeah that's Um, the only time they're like laughing together and yet she's and yet
0: he's hiding her face which brings up a question for me which is how long would you go living in a house with someone who wasn't (laughs) showing their face
2: like, what? <sighs> I guess I would just assume he's, like, a burn victim. Like, I would assume mm. he looks like Deadpool. Mm. <gasps> like, the new Deadpool, ah. which which truly looks way worse than this.
1: It really bothered her until he gave her candy. <laughs> and then uh, she was yeah. fine with it, you know?
2: <laughs> but, like, why That's, wouldn't she
0: ask? That's another question. Like, why wouldn't she be like, hey, like, why won't you show me your face? Yeah, and then yeah. after, like something happened to this person so i feel like you could be like hey like what's your story like why why is this and he could be like well a witch turned me this way um (laughs) that would be so cool (laughs) she's also
2: our classmate Yes, you know her (laughs) my question my question was um if your captor was like okay let's go to class together let's go to homeschool together for free like, and you knew it would just be, like, reading a poem to each other and then, like, sitting across from each other and discussing it. Like, would you enjoy? <laughs> like, If you Absolutely like this guy. not. <laughs> I uncomfy. guess if you liked him, like, I mean, still, it just seemed like a really awkward setup. They just, like, read to each other and sit across from each other. Also, further yeah. proof
0: that Frank O'Hara is basic. And I <laughs> s- loved one of his poems like two years ago. And I was like, oh, this is our poem, Walter. Okay. And then I Googled it and it was all over Tumblr. Like no. every single person oh. had posted it on Tumblr. And I was like, James, shit. No, we just don't talked feel
2: bad. Don't feel bad. I think having a Coke with you is more basic than the poem Jane likes, which is the one um how wonderful it is to like smoke too many cigarettes and love you so much much coffee which i like i like that poem too um but like i think having a coke with you is a poem that i read in like middle school or high school so Mm. they were just and it's a poem that like a lot of teachers give to like young people i feel like because it's like Oh, it's like you with your crush. So then they like yeah. try to appeal, they try to get kids into poetry that way. But again, he doesn't. Huh. N- NPH doesn't even like teach them anything. He le- he literally leaves. It's a setup. <laughs> he leaves because
1: because Mrs. Potts is like, let's leave them to romantically read the poem to each other now.
2: Also, uh, I thought that Vanessa Hudgens was kind of like someone who is, if this were, if this movie were held now, she would be like, oh, I want to be on the Green Committee because I want to like be successful and like get into college and go like work for an environmental nonprofit. You know, like she seemed to have this like thing going on in the start where she was like, I'm really involved in school and like I'm a scholarship student and I want to be on the Green Committee for like real reasons. But yeah. then she's fine with just like dipping out of class for like X amount of t- like. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Like that would be really hard to do in high school. Like you would miss tests, and like you would—that would be bad. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I was wondering, like, are they gonna get their GEDs? There's no, there's no structure given to their days. They're just literally thrown in this apartment, and like, I'm like, what are they eating? Like, who I'm really hungry right <laughs> now. Um, the acting—I know that I've uh, ranted about Vanessa. I will now rant slightly about Alex. Alex, when he gets angry and he, yes. he has yep. these fits. He like kicks the wall. He's like, yep. ah, ah. It's like, it <laughs> looks sort of like maybe an anime cartoon, like very overdone and like bursts of energy, and <laughs> it's really not good.
1: Yeah. That's what I gotta say. Yeah. That's
2: true. <laughs> what did you all think? So okay, here's another thing that was driving me nuts about this movie is that it's supposed to be set in New York City, which they do by <gasps> just like showing you shots of times square all the time but they could not have picked more montreal looking places to film it's absurd like when he's begging Hmm. kendra for more time they're in like this beautiful like alleyway with like cobblestones Mm -hmm. and like very like european looking arches and i'm like that does not that's not just find like a shitty alleyway with like rat piss and that could be your new york city alley like that irritated me i was like why not just set it in montreal
0: I totally agree. And whenever they're on the roof, they have the backdrop of the the skyline, and it's just mm. it looks totally fake. And then they they sort of like throw in little moments when she's like, "I like good deli coffee," like trying to be New oh, York, I didn't even but yes, it, it doesn't it it just doesn't work.
2: <laughs> I love my local bodega. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Andrew
2: Yang, <laughs> fucking Andrew Yang. Andrew over Yang here. likes good deli coffee. <laughs> Um, did you guys catch that? So then there's a scene where he, um, he's kind of talking to her about, he's kind of confronting her about what she wants, and, like, he kind of sees a picture of himself in her room, but then he, like, does a weird bit where he tries to ask her about his dead self, or not dead, sorry, his missing self, the alter ego, and he's crouching around different parts of the room and, like, (laughs) touching her stuff and, like, kind of hopping around. Did you catch that? (laughs) I
1: noticed that and I, my interpretation of it was to show his like, again, sort of like hot guy inside is like insecure oh, like, clumsy. And, and clumsy mm. and like awkward. Um, yeah, that was freaking weird. Yeah, I was so. very
2: confused about that.
1: <laughs> she was also posing against the banister, like the pillar in her room that whole time. <laughs>
2: Like she was like
1: laid flat against it, just sort of like looking up dreamily and beautifully, Mm -hmm. um, responding to him talk. And this this was, again, another scene where the movie sort of like plays its hand really heavy with the dialogue where she was like, isn't it funny that the drug addict's daughter falls in love with like the druggie? (laughs) Because the reason why he disappeared is because he went to rehab kind of thing. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And like
0: suddenly she's in love with him after a conversation. She's never like, conversation. this guy's
2: about the same height. I wonder what happened to my classmate that didn't. Really-
1: <laughs> oh, also had the his same line. hair.
2: Oh, wait, he's bald. Never mind. When he
1: was talking to the witch and she was like, you still can't see anything. And he was like, I care. Oh, she said, you don't care about other people. And he said, I care about a woman who can't see her children and a man who literally can't see. <laughs>
2: yeah what well, a fucking that, hero that dealt some <laughs> psychic damage to me um yeah uh, um i just imagine like being in his place and like seeing the picture of himself on our desktop and he was like well he's not bad looking like <laughs> i was like that's a little relatable like that's what i would do if in that scenario i'd be like he looks fine right like she looks good right <laughs> oh we can move on
0: thank god okay oh, god. kyle and lindy are getting closer and we see lindy delete a text message that says it's safe for her to come home they almost kiss but then lindy gets a call that her dad owed deed. before she leaves lindy tells kyle he's a good friend convinced that he's been friend zoned <laughs> kyle won't call lindy back but after encouragement from zola and will he catches lindy at the airport where they kiss he tells her to go to Machu Picchu, and she says she loves him. When Lindy returns, Kyle, looking hot again, is waiting for her. She calls Hunter, but Kyle's phone rings, revealing the truth. They kiss. Meanwhile, Zola gets green cards for her kids. Will can see again, and Kendra, the witch, is interning with Kyle's dad.
1: One thought I'm having—it's um, not in the summary—but do you guys remember the Central Park
2: scene? Well, they're—you mm. mean when they go to the zoo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I actually, I assumed it was a Central Park Zoo, but maybe it wasn't. But there was a, I thought a narrative, narratively interesting part there where he's clearly trying to get her to say, I love you, but she doesn't. Oh. Um, oh. Where he was like, hey, somewhere hey. on a street nearby, there's a man saying, I love you. And she's like, she said something so <laughs> off. She was like, and there's a bab- baboon scratching his butt. Yeah. Spot. <laughs> oh my
2: God. And he's like,
1: oh, she's so funny. <laughs> then they go look at the sad elephant movie yeah, yeah that was I have, really I sad have,
2: i have a couple notes about that one is that first of all they say it's the carol Gardens zoo which is a part of brooklyn but oh. they misspell carol gardens oh my which is goodness. insane to me and then my second thing is that as i was watching this part of the movie nate looks over and it's just like so he saw this elephant film as a child they're still showing that same one at the zoo. Because <laughs> you know how in museums, when you have that little video there, it's usually something that's updated every few years or something. So he was like, yeah, mm, they still have the same one. And like he can remember.
0: <laughs> and like video, the video quality and like technology would have changed a lot from 19, <sighs> whatever. Um, I will say that the elephant video made me feel more than the rest of the
2: movie. <laughs> <laughs> sad. My question is that okay, after they go to the zoo, they go on the roof and sit on a bench, and then she puts her head on his shoulder from like two feet away, which seems uncomfortable, and then she <laughs> lies on his lap. But mm-hmm. my question was have you ever like gotten to cuddle up to a crush like who you weren't dating yet or ever, slash put your head on their shoulder of like someone you liked but like you weren't dating yet? Ooh. Or dating ever. Mm. Have you ever gotten to do the like, <sighs> <laughs>
0: I feel like yes, but I don't have a good story and I can't, I can't recall.
1: I'm going to say no. I would not dare.
2: (laughs) You would not dare. Um, I do have a story that ties in with the mean people I was talking about a while ago. And it's that um, when, when my current husband and I (laughs) were like flirting before we started dating, um, one night we like, um we're sitting in this room this person's room who was watching like Gossip Girl or something and we were just like a bunch of people were just like in the room like kind of shooting the shit and like watching a tv show and I did the whole like I was like, kind of next to him and he like put his arm around me and I kind of like leaned back on his arm and we were like yeah and both of us were like eh, but then immediately <laughs> after I did that the door opened and the mean guy that I was talking about came in and like looked at me and just smirked. And I was like, what is happening? (laughs) So just remembering these two, cause I think he was like, Oh, like you're—I don't know—you're like showing your hand. You like—you're like acting too much, like you like this guy. I don't know. I don't know what mm. why he was smirking. Maybe he was looking at my thunder thighs. Oh my god! <laughs> but it was wait—he truly... wasn't wrong
1: though. He wasn't no, wrong.
2: No, no. <laughs> it was truly a, a scary moment because you like you're 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 kind of being vulnerable, and then like yeah. the mean person, the mean teen comes in. Oh so god. it was. I did get triggered by this movie. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh. i thought it was funny that she
0: deletes the text message do you all ever delete text messages (laughs) no she's like delete i can never look at this again again.
1: (laughs) did you notice it it was to make it final
2: right right yeah you're talking about when they're going yeah when they're going to like i don't know his home in the hamptons oh my gosh um somehow they also have multiple cars on that trip and then also i was like for someone who's a scholarship student with a drug addict dad she's walking around this fucking hamptons-esque home in a sundress Mm -hmm. like she's an instagram model (laughs) she's just like walking around posing on trees like looking around (laughs) why weren't they living in this mansion the whole time his
0: dad freaking like signed a new lease just send them to the lake mansion obviously
2: His dad probably brings people there. He like his dad just cares about no one seeing his son ever.
0: I guess that's a point. Also,
2: were they supposed to be in suburban New Jersey, Jane, in the like exile apartment? (laughs) Oh, kept I was being curious. Like, they kept yeah. being like, "Will you we still? Will we still keep our apartment in the city?" And I was like, "Oh, are you in New Jersey?"
0: I was curious <laughs> about that and like looking at the fake skyline, but um, <laughs> it, it could have been Jersey City where I live. Um, but it obviously was not. You could have where, a, could have a where, beast right near you. Okay, All back right. to the zoo, the zoo scene. But like, where where is a special place that you would take someone for the first time if you were in love with them and wanted them to tell you that they loved you? <laughs> That's a hard oh my question. God.
2: Does it have to be like um, a place that I knew as a kid? Like no, a, it can be home- any. It can be oh. anywhere
0: in the world. <laughs> it can be Machu Picchu. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was gonna say I'll take them to Machu Picchu. I think like any beach is like pretty romantic. Mm. I think most beaches are pretty romantic to me. I feel like mine would be
1: like a city that I kind of know. So like. London, I lived there for a year, or Tokyo, where I did study abroad. And just like, uh, you know, here's food I liked here,
0: mm-hmm. and here's
1: the bookstore that I hung out a lot here. Like, it yeah, would be that yeah. kind of thing.
0: I feel like I would probably take them to my hometown, as lame as it is, and like,
1: oh. you know, go for a walk and go by the high
0: school. And
2: Do you have a sentimental kind of thing? thing you would show them that's the equivalent of the elephant movie? <laughs>
0: Uh, diner diner food
1: maybe disco Uh, fries
2: that would be really cute to go to a diner to go to a diner that you grew up going to together that's Um, very teen movie yeah true true i love it um yeah then then they're like then this this movie asks the question what if the beast got (laughs) friend-zoned <laughs> so this is this is the sequence of events. He tosses a letter in the air to give that was to her. so weird. Then she trips, and he immediately takes her body and lowers her down to the ground and begins to lie down on top of her to kiss her, which I, I was flustered by, very flustered by. <laughs> and then they're interrupted by the phone ringing, and then she says, "Like you're such a good friend," as the, as she's leaving in the train. Um, I did Mm -hmm. want to note that like when he's pissed off about being friend zone and he's supposed to be kind of emo in that moment, it's Mm -hmm. interesting because they can't show him drinking or smoking cigarettes because of the rating of the movie. So they just show him like sitting in the greenhouse and he's trashed it and he's taped different colors of cellophane to the windows. And that's like (laughs) supposed to signify that he's like acting out, but they don't show him like abusing substances.
1: Oh, yeah. I did not
2: notice the cellophane. They me do d- they put different colors on the windows and I'm like did he do that as like a as like a frustrated <laughs> art project like what is happening <sighs> okay the kiss
1: um, the almost kiss I thought was just so bizarre the whole choreography of that scene I liked her dress <laughs> <laughs> it was very <laughs> flustering to me but it was bizarre and you again going back to like he's waiting for her to say I love you to break the spell when she friend zoned him and then he was yelling at her while she was on the train, like, don't read that. Cause the, you know, he gave her the letters that revealed his that. feelings. <laughs> um, I was just like, wow, he remains selfish. Like he just, he's just like, come on, come on, say the yeah, phrase so that I become that's hot true. again.
2: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> and that ending sequence, this is funny because I couldn't tell if they were at the airport or the school.
2: Yes. And I, I could not like tell
1: airport. if she went to Machu Picchu or didn't. <laughs>
2: Again, the PA system says the Machu Picchu bus is leaving. <laughs> oh, they're going. I assume they're going to go to like Penn Station. No, no, no. They're going to go to like JFK, right? Like, yeah. I don't...
1: <laughs> but did she go? Did you interpret it as she went? Yeah. Or or, or do you think that think she, she decided went. not to and then came back and then he was there?
2: I think she was late and then he got her an Uber. <laughs>
0: I think the the one selfless thing he does is he kisses her and then he tells her to go to Machu Picchu before she says, I love you. And then she starts leaving and then she says, I love you. So we're supposed to see that as him being like, you need to follow your, your dreams. And that's him being selfless and question. choosing his ugly self over what?
2: Yeah, I, yeah. I had <laughs> a question related to the finale. If a mysterious guy with like a mask and you like could kind of tell that there was something fucked up with his face, but you didn't know what it was, if this mysterious guy showed up at your school and like was kissing someone in your student council in the hallway, would you stop and watch or would you go to class? I would,
0: I would totally stop and watch. Yeah, at least <laughs> peer over my shoulder.
2: Mm-hmm. I would definitely watch. Everyone was watching.
0: <laughs> Honestly, that any so kissing weird. in high school, I'll, I'm going to look. <laughs>
2: yeah well she
1: kissed him she kissed him though right to be like look everyone okay so here was a galaxy brain thought i had about her character (laughs) which is that she she is the kind of girl that wants to save an emo guy and she knows it and she like embraces it which is why in the end when this guy comes up to her she's like let me prove to everyone how much of a good girl i am by kissing Mm. this ugly dude in public so Mm. She's I thought that was an everyone. interesting...
2: Yeah. Yeah, she's more self-aware. Like, what if Belle was like, yeah, I am really nice, and I am going to save the beast. And it, yes. in fact, everyone in this castle from being, like, a candle. Um, I I also wanted to note that, like, this ending sequence, there's a lot of handmade signs, because, again, they're filming in Montreal and not New York. So there's a Dwayne Reed sign that's just, like, a printed-out tarp. <laughs> because like they probably it was whatever is more popular in Montreal and then like at the train station there's literally a sign that looks Mm hand-painted that says Hudson and that's how you know that they're near New York City wow (sighs) and then the witch also got green cards made for the kids of Zola Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how were they just did they just show up in the mail will DHS like recognize these I mean she's a witch
0: she can she can do what she wants
2: she makes magic the immigration system is stupid, so you could just make green cards out of nothing. Anyway, then then I wanted to also bring up the credit scene, which is that I think they both go to Machu Picchu because the credit scene oh. is them. The yes. credit scene is like them um going to a lot of places in the world and taking pics. Mm. That's that's why I interpreted.
1: Ash, she, she left to go to Machu Picchu, but then immediately was like, actually, I want to be with Hunter oh. Oh, and thus way. ran out before leaving. And then, and then this is, this part went. gets me, though, because he's like, it's me. And she's like, oh, my God, uh-huh. it is you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they're in love. And I was like, if you're I mean, she kind of had a crush on him from before, but if you're asshole classmate was suddenly like by the way i looked super weird for a couple months I magically
2: yeah i magically (laughs) was transformed she seems Uh, to take that in stride i would have a lot of questions (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Uh, any other thoughts jane from this last part no i was glad it was over we might be done i did i did like that they took some pictures to show that they were traveling such as random cliff that could be anywhere in the world and road sign with a kangaroo (laughs) so maybe they went to australia (laughs) okay we've come to the end of the movie and we've got to answer three questions um so isa you can go first for these um number one is this movie good or bad (laughs) oh it's so bad it's
1: amazingly bad
0: yeah, Jane. it's bad. I honestly didn't enjoy it as I do some bad movies, Um, but it's really bad. I think the biggest issue for me is that they just say everything that they're trying to get across rather than mm-hmm. showing it and the main character. There's just like no good characters.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, it's kind of funny because like, Jane, you are not familiar with Beauty and the Beast, but like the original villain in Beauty and the Beast, Gaston, like he he cares about appearances and he's like obviously i'm a very like good looking mm. guy and that's why Belle should like me but they're even not as clumsy with that narrative in the fucking cartoon for kids as they are <laughs> in this movie like mm. you can kind of tell that like gaston has like masculinity issues and like he wants a yeah. very patriarchal family and like you know like there's more to him almost that right. i found mm. more about in the cartoon than in in this contemporary retelling. So I agree it's bad. And I also agree. The second question, do you like this movie? I did not enjoy it, similar to Jane. How about you, Issa? No,
1: I did not. (laughs) I was disappointed. The trailer made me think it might be a bad movie that's still fun. But it was very unfun. And I think a lot of it, too, was just, like, me. Again, I'm like, I could w- see watching this as a teen and, and totally not enjoying it either, but the added racism slash like oh. superficiality, like that's just such a, it feels like such an old narrative that mm. I was like, ugh. It, the, the, his catchphrase of embrace the suck, it that, just felt so, oh. so dated. I um, also,
2: I did like um, Mary Kate. Mary-Kate's outfits. That's maybe mm, the part oh, I right. liked. Just seeing her different outfits.
0: And her yeah. wigs. She wore a cool And black they wig. do a lot
2: of like walk and talk with her. Like she and Alex Pettifer are walking and talking a lot. So it kind of looks like she's walking down a runway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what type of teen is this movie for?
0: <laughs> no teen. No teen should watch this. No person should watch this. I
2: think it honestly was like so dumbed down as to me, maybe even for children, but like again, I don't even think it it's an anti-tattoo movie and therefore yeah. I'm against it.
1: Too much shirtless for children and then too little <laughs> of anything for anyone else. Too much um, Alex Pedifer. Too much Alex Pedifer. Yeah, wow. I, I was gonna say, um maybe like a fairy tale teen. You know, yeah. like a a Disney teen who like likes Beauty and the Beast and likes Vanessa Hudgens and then is like, cool, I'll watch a fairy tale retelling and it's just w- like the whole thing is just a retelling and so if you're just into that then maybe but
2: yeah, I would go so far as to be like have someone watch this to be like if you want to rewrite fairy tales, don't do this. <laughs> 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 um what are yeah. you guys what are you guys watching these days that's not this?
1: <laughs> I'm really bad at TV. So not oh, much. Anything, I'm playing video anything games. Anything
2: that catches. What are you playing these days?
1: I just finished the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, which was Aww. nice nostalgia. Yeah, nice and nostalgia. Yeah, that was great. Um, I mean, it's it's really a drag sometimes, but I yeah. the nostalgia factor is so high for me. And then now I'm playing Yakuza. And nowadays I play with my brother always, and we just pass the. Re- the controller back and forth when we get lazy so that we That's can cute. sort of play while working at the same time or doing other stuff
2: yeah, yeah. or just mm. like not get exhausted like all of yes them, it's tiring <laughs> Jane how about you I watched my
0: first two Halle Berry movies I watched Monsters <laughs> Ball which is what mm. she won the Oscar for she's the only black woman in history to have won the lead actress Oscar what? And I think maybe the only woman of color.
2: It's, I didn't know that. You should watch her Whoa. speech.
1: Um, I remember when I, she cried at the speech, or she had a yeah. very strong reaction.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's worth watching. Um, the okay. movie is good too. And then I also watched cat, her Catwoman, and <gasps> that's a bad movie ooh. that I really enjoyed. Yeah, um, I
2: love her in Cat. I love her as ooh. Catwoman.
0: It's definitely well, not like good, Catwoman. but I I had fun watching it. And
2: I've seen that. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, in theaters <laughs> oh wow yeah. when it came when it came out i saw it and i remember it was a very bad movie but like amusing for sure
0: yeah, yeah. um and then i'm watching the generation show with the teen the new hbo show and we'll probably do an episode on it i
2: would say yeah i love justice smith so i like mm-hmm. to talk about it. i've liked him ever since um he was in the show called the get down that i really loved and i've just loved his weird gravelly voice although maybe he changes it in generation because um, he usually has like a very low kind of gravelly voice I don't know like for a for a young guy um maybe he was doing a voice um I recently watched my octopus teacher <laughs> did you guys hear about that on Netflix is it very moving yeah so it's about this documentary filmmaker who like basically like has a sub- goes on a sabbatical because he's just sick of filmmaking and like the pressures on him and then he like goes... Um, free diving every day uh, near his house near his beautiful home in South Africa and meets this octopus and he films her every day for like almost a year and it's like her mm-hmm. whole life cycle almost like is encapsulated in this documentary um, but just like she gets used to it. like I don't really condone people touching wild animals normally but mm-hmm. like he he like basically goes back every day and because of that like she gets kind of used to this diver and like starts like reaching out to like interact with him and you can tell she's like playing and stuff and it's I mean obviously like she's a she's an animal she's not gonna live forever but it, it is like very <gasps> it made me really it made me really miss like going snorkeling and scuba diving because Nate and I really love to do that and like I was just really it's um he's in a kelp forest rather than like a coral reef so it's just a really mm. visually fun um thing to watch he is kind of, it is a kind of woo like the way he talks about it is very interesting but it it's worth a watch yeah yeah mm. <laughs> and i like i think octopi are really cool um i also had like half half an edible gummy like right before watching this mm. <laughs> and it was a very enjoyable experience <laughs> so it was <laughs> perhaps one of the most perfect choices for me on edibles to watch okay um Isa, would you like to plug anything at the end of the show? Um,
1: I would love it if people checked out the book. Um, my, <laughs> my book is called Never Have I Ever. It came out in February and you should be able to order it anywhere, but I would love it if you ordered it from your indie bookstore. Um, they've just been really struggling, obviously during the pandemic, lower foot traffic, everything. So that would be great. Um, and it's not in the book, but I do have a... Kind of Beauty and the Beast retelling. It's basically, (gasps) it's Red Riding Hood, um, runs away from the wolf, and falls into Belle and Beast's castle, but the beast isn't there, and then falls in love with Belle. Um, Oh, I love that. And it's called Windrose and Scarlet. It's free to read online. So you can find it on my website. It's it's published in this magazine, Lightspeed. But yeah, it's like a queer um, retelling of both Red Riding Hood and Beauty and the Beast. And (laughs) yeah, I just, I do, I originally called my beauty character um, Belle, and then I decided to change it because it was too Disney. So I I started Mm -hmm. calling her Beauty instead, but I, I did kind of have Belle in mind when I was yeah. writing it.
2: Oh, my God. Also, Issa, if that were turned into a teen movie, I would watch the shit out of it. Like, yeah. that's a more interesting retelling to me than this. Absolutely. Someone do that instead. <laughs> Someone do that. Like, that would make money. <laughs> um, but thank you so, so much for coming on our pod. And everybody has got to get Issa's book. I um, have not yet gotten my copy because my personal indie bookstore near me didn't have it for a while because she sold out when she released it. But um, <laughs> but I have had the great privilege of reading some of your other stories, like your other um, monster ones, mm. sexy and monster ones. So um, I am a huge fan and I recommend, especially if you love uh, fantasy, um, checking those out. Um, but yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. So for
1: thank you so me. much. My God, we um, had a lot to say about a movie we all hated.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what you realize when you're on this podcast. Okay, that was Under the Bleachers, our podcast about teen content. We would love, love, love if you hit that subscribe button, whatever way you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate and leave a review. Please share us with a friend
0: and with a teen. You can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at teens.
2: Okay, we will see you next time.
1: Under Under the Bleachers!